Jesse Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 62. I want to take a moment to give a shout out to the Talk of Love contributors. I want to say thank you to everybody who has been contributing. You guys are amazing and you're truly the ones who have kept this podcast going. So thank you so, so much to each one of you. You guys are amazing. And if you are interested in becoming a contributor, it's very easy. All you have to do is go to the website talkoflove.net slash contribute. And there are all kinds of rewards that are available. If you want to get the podcast a couple of days early, you can sign up for that. If you want to do a 30-minute monthly Skype chat with me, you can sign up for that. If you want to get reaction videos, basically you'd be watching the shows along with me. I've done reaction videos for Rock of Love Season 1, Season 2, Flavor of Love Season 1, Charm School with Sharon Osbourne. So you can sign up to receive those as well. So all you got to do is go to the website, become a contributor, and receive your rewards. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to all of you who have been watching every week. I really appreciate you guys as well and everybody who's been commenting. You guys are awesome. If you haven't done so already, please click on the subscribe button and subscribe to the Talk of Love YouTube channel. And also, if you could give this video a thumbs up, I would really appreciate you for that as well. All right. Well, I am excited about my next guest because I've only had two girls on from the show Real Chance of Love. I've had Callie on and I've had Corn Fed. And you guys are like, Lacey, you got to bring on more girls from Real Chance of Love. And I'm like, you know what? You are right. So without further ado, please help me welcome my next guest. You know her as Bay Bay Bay. Please welcome Kananga. Hey, Kananga. It's Hi. nice to see you. How are Hi. you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks for finally getting me. I've been hearing from people for like the last year or two trying to get <laughs> me on this podcast. So I'm happy to finally be here. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I started the podcast um, a little over a year ago okay. and there's just like so many people, which is a right. good thing. And uh, I'm like, and people last summer, like you got to get the real chance of love girls. Like don't yeah. neglect them. They're of amazing. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that show was really, really fun. And um, I wanted to ask you if, um, well, first, let's just start. What what was your life like before you were involved in reality television? Um, before I was, I don't know, I was, shoot, just out of, just fresh out of college for the most part, um, working a, a regular job, um, you know, and just living life. I was young. So it was just, just living life. You know how we are when we're young. We're just, we're just living, you know? And so I always wanted to do something that had to do with the form of entertainment. So I knew that that was it. I was doing modeling. I was doing, um, hair shows. I was doing magazines. So at that point I was pretty active, um, outside of working a regular job. That's awesome. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. So how did you find out about the audition for Real Chance of Love? And what made you decide to audition that show specifically? Child, let me tell you. So this is what happened. So, <laughs> so the story goes like this. A girlfriend of mine, she calls me and she tells me like, hey, like I found this audition for this um, this, this, this reality show. They, they're not saying who are the, the, the contestants, but it's just a reality show, a blanket reality show. And I'm thinking like, okay, where'd you find, where'd you find that? She says Craigslist. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of sketch, you know? And at that time, you know, it was around the time where, you know, it's Craigslist killer, all these things. And so she was like, well, no, I think it's pretty legit. I can't go, but I think you'd be great. So I got online, Googled it, looked it up, um, filled out the information, and they called me, went in for an audition. I was kind of skeptical because it was in a hotel and I thought it was trying to crazy stuff, but you know, <laughs> no crazy stuff happened. You know, I made it right. out alive. I'm all right. All right. Um, <laughs> but no, so I, I, I took the audition, did the audition. They actually said that they loved my personality. I came in on the tail end. They were actually ending, um, their, um, their selection of people and they had already selected all the people that they wanted. Um, but when I auditioned, they were like, Oh no, we got to have you. So, Hey, there you go. And there you have it. That's Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm so glad you were part of the show because you were definitely like one of the, the main standout characters and you're really you. fun to watch from Thank my you. perspective. Thank I, you. I love it. Yeah, I'm a little extra in real life and outside. You got to be. You got I me mean, because otherwise it's boring, right? So what's life without a little extra if not just, just vanilla? 
That's what I say. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that was one of the reasons why I, I liked your character on the show. And so when you went to go to the audition, did you know it was the same production company that had done Flavor of Love and no, all of that? I had no idea. Wow. I had that's no crazy. idea. It wasn't until um, after the audition, I got the callback that I got all of the information that it was VH1. And that it was, ah. you know, uh, a reality show from a spinoff. But they still didn't at that point say who it was going to be. Yeah, they love to be secretive with those yeah. things. I think a few a few of the, us girls and su- a few of the guys that were involved in, like, I Love New York, a few of them knew. But yeah. most of us didn't. They like to keep us in the dark. Yeah. So had you had you been watching the Of Love shows before you did Real Chance? Listen, that's, <laughs> you know, they started that reality stuff. Like, we are like, if you really think about it, they're like the pinnacle of reality TV. All of the, re- the spinoffs that have come after that, you think about it. We, in a sense, you, myself, and other people on Flavor 11, all those shows, they started it. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was always watching those shows, and I was always tuned in, and I, I thought it was great. Those were definitely my guilty pleasures as well. Of like course. I was obsessed. Of course. I was obsessed. So that's really helpful. So when you saw Real and Chance, you recognized them? Of course. When it pulled up, I was like, oh, that's that's that's, that's real. <laughs> that's Real and Chance. <laughs> Especially, you know, I mean, and they're so... They are so, um, such great characters, you know, in terms of, you know, personality. They have such big personalities. How could you forget, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the fact that they're brothers and the fact that they also do of music course. and horses and all of, of that. Of like so triple, that's awesome. triple quadruple threats. Yeah, exactly. So when you first were at the house, before you knew that, you were going to be split up of like reels, reels, girls, and chances, girls. Were you feeling anybody in particular, oh, or were you kind of real. open? Always feeling real. I was never open. It was never. It, there was never a question. It was always real. Real was just always just everything. His hair, his personality, his smile, his his everything. Yeah, always. Yeah, he was really incredible, yeah. and and definitely will be missed. And, and such a perfect like match with Chance, but yes. also a juxtaposition. Yes, yes, yes. but it works. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as soon as you realize, okay, here's Real and Chance, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on an Of Love yes. show. And so you've seen the show, so you know what you're in store for. Yes. Did you immediately like go, okay, um, I got to get a game plan. I got to get a strategy. Or you said at the beginning that, you, that you're kind of extra outside the show too. Were you just like, I got this and you weren't really too worried about coming up with a game plan? So where, where it came from me is like when we, wa- when we went to the hotel, when we got to the hotel, because I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with that process, but we were in the hotel prior to us even getting to the house. I was told by someone, hey, you'll be here to the end, so don't even worry about it. Interesting. So I didn't care. It didn't matter who was out there. I knew that I was going to be there. So I just figured, hey, let's go for it. And along the way, they in a sense, kind of built my character. Um, just looking at my character, and I watch it sometimes, and I'm thinking like, oh, girl, you just out of control. just crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things on the back end um, where they tell you to do a lot of things um, or kind of push you to do a lot of things so that you get more time on television. And who doesn't want more time on television? Especially when you don't know that they're going to piece it up and chop it up. I'm going to make him kind of look crazy sometimes, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I truthfully and honestly, I wouldn't change anything about it at all. Oh, well, that's, that's good to hear because I know a lot of people that come onto the podcast have different um, thoughts on, on what their experiences were. Some people had like a really great time. Other people were like, ah, that was cringeworthy and right. I'm traumatized now, you know? So I'm glad to hear that you had fun with it. Um, we do talk about the producers a lot on the podcast. And so um, we definitely like to like unveil everything. And, and my thoughts, and this is probably gonna be your thoughts too. I, they were really fun people. They, yes. they were, they were there to be likable, to gain our trust. Absolutely. Um, but they definitely were like kind of the puppet masters at times. Yes. How oh, involved, course. sounds like they were very involved with your show as well. Of course. We had this thing that they were called story. Um, and they followed us around to create the story. Um, and, and one of the things that I think that people don't realize is they did a psychiatric, um, interview with us prior to the show and they found out the little quirks and little things that made people mad or piss people off and so I don't know about you but on my show they would come to me and say hey this person has this problem go attack them wow there we go just that point blank let's go just that point blank wow that's crazy so 
Yeah. So there was a lot of ammunition that was given. Um, and there are some things that were so out of the box that I just wasn't comfortable with. Um, but for the most part, I, I allowed them to, um, to kind of build and shape my character because like I said before, in the beginning of this conversation, I always wanted to do something in entertainment. So I wanted to take it to the limit. And I thought that's what I needed to do in order to kind of go there. I feel like that's pretty standard for most um, most of these shows, especially the Of Love shows, but reality shows generally. Would you label yourself a villain? Um, I wouldn't say a villain. Um, I'd say more just direct. I, I think I was just more direct. I don't think they captured, well, I think they captured it. I think they didn't put it in there because it was funnier when I was attacking people. But um, they didn't capture the moments where, um, uh, the moments of compassion um, yes. and the moments where, you know, you saw the truth, me and the person who I am. Um, so some of it was, some of it looks like I was the villain, but knowing what was behind it, I don't think so. I think I was just a woman fighting for a man. What do you do? You just gonna let another woman take your man? Nah, you gonna fight for it. Yeah, it's a competition. Exactly. So you gotta do, I mean, there's so many different elements. A, as you said, you're fighting for your man. Mm-hmm. B, you're competing. Right. And C, you're trying to make an awesome television show. Yes. So it sounds like, given the fact that you were getting yourself involved in entertainment, it sounds like you had all of that in mind the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go hard or go home. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that you were able to do that, have this like this awareness and also fall for real at the same time? Like, did you, did you think he might actually be available and, and did you let your heart go there? Truthfully, I don't think he was available at all. I always thought he was unavailable. Um, I thought it was what it was, a television show. And I came there for the, just that, a television show. Now, along the way, I created a friendship um, with not only him, but with Chance there. Like I said before, outstanding people. So just the vibe, the vibe and being there, a lot of times us on set, like me and Chance, we'd be going back and forth like brother and sister. I don't know if you've ever watched Martin, like like Martin and Martin and Pam. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was our relationship. Um and a lot of I, oh, I didn't like that they didn't show that piece, but it, it's fine. It, it's fine in hindsight. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. Was there ever a moment where it was really hard? Like, did you ever get to a point where you're like, this is too much, or I'm exhausted, or these bitches are wearing me out? Or did you ever kind of have that moment? Or do you feel like you had like a a strength to just power through the whole time? Uh, I I feel like I had the strength to power through the whole time because I knew what I wanted. I had my goal in mind. I know I, and for one, I knew that I was going to the end. And then two, I knew I wanted to be at the end. I knew I wanted to take it to the next level. So, I mean, I had the, the goal in mind that I could make it happen. Now, the females did, they, they did get on your nerves, but that's just, <laughs> that's just, you know, that's women sometimes. When we get together, sometimes we're catty, but a lot of the relationships that were built, I would never in my life think that I would have built those relationships with those people that uh, were on the show, so... Yeah, that makes sense. What year did you guys film again? Was it 2009? Ooh, girl. 2008, 2009. It's interesting to me that the producers were so uh, direct with you about like, you know, this one has that issue, this one has that mm-hmm. issue. Because I did Rock of Love in 2007, mm-hmm. and I feel like they were a little bit more subtle with us. They sort of like mm-hmm. hinted at things. Okay. But it sounded like with you guys, they were just like, just grab you, pull you aside, and it was like point blank. I mean, I had some people tell me that they did the same thing to them as they did to me, but then I have others that were, and it's kind of living in reality. And they felt as though, oh my God, I really have a chance, and I really have a chance to win this guy's heart, and blah, blah, blah. But they just don't realize this man is not available, you know? I mean, maybe they came in as, you know, as, as thinking that this was actually real. Like a lot of people that watched reality shows back at that time, they felt that the shows were actually 100% real. Everything that took place was real, which is, we know, is totally not. So Right, exactly. Well, I, I definitely know that a lot of the Rock of Love girls, especially on season one and, and actually season two as well, really, really fell hard for, for Brett. And they Did felt they? like, yeah, and they felt like genuinely either like, devastated or heartbroken when it was over or they felt like duped or you know exploited or whatever do you think any of the girls from from your show felt that way like did you get a vibe that someone was really falling for either real or chance I don't know you know truthfully I don't you know just and in, in talking to them 
we were all there it, from what I felt. I felt like we were all there for the experience. To me, there was no one there that had a feeling of love or wanting to be in a relationship with the person. Anywhere from the top of the people that made it to the end to the people that left on the first day. I think everyone was there for what it was. At that time, reality shows were bustling and it was a chance to do something different and, and be seen. And I think a lot of people just wanted to be seen. I don't think anybody went there and, and fell at all, personally. The only girl that I've talked to from your show that I think possibly might have was Callie. She told me that she was really feeling chance and she was pretty disappointed at how things went down afterwards. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She said she was pretty bummed. Oh, that sucks. Well, I mean, they, they did a lot together. It was fun. I mean... They were they they had a lot of time together. I know she won a lot of uh, the dates, probably almost all of the dates. She pretty much won, so she spent a lot of time with him. So, in a sense, I can see that. But I personally, I still believe that everybody was there for what it was, yeah. for the publicity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, that camera time. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. So, of course, you know, I gotta bring up Milk. Come on, bring it up, girl. I gotta talk to you about Milk. <laughs> oh, girl, what that? Hey. <laughs> Talk to me about your whole perspective on her. Like how soon and how did it start with you just being going like this chick is fucking annoying. I can't deal with her. Did that start like right away? Was there a specific thing? Is there something we didn't see as like the TV viewer? You know what? I'm just trying to think about that. And it's, I'm trying to figure out how it all started and how it was always just me, you know, because it was, it was a combination of Everyone, everyone didn't like her. Everybody felt like she was just like, oh, this woman is just nasty. Even Cornfed, who was like kind of a sweet, you know, yeah. Dakota girl. So sweet and wholesome. She was having issues, I know, with MILF too. Yes, they, they, they all did. But, but in hindsight, if you think about it, and knowing what they were telling me to do, I'm sure they were telling her to do the same thing. And her coming from a background of entertainment already, you know, things like Pacific Blue and like soft porns and things right. like that. She like she, in a sense, kind of knew that embodied it. And she was older. You know what I mean? So and being an older woman now, I, I can understand it. So, I mean. Milf, just thinking about her now, like, I don't think she was that bad. I, I feel like she was doing what she needed to do to make good television. Um, and I think our dynamic was great for television. Um, but in terms of what happened, I don't remember. I can't, Lacey, I'm telling you, I can't remember what happened. But she was just always just, it was just always just disgusting because it was so much. <laughs> It was just a lot. It was it was a lot. She was always titties in his face and <laughs> booties all over the place. It was just it was just too much. And she looked just looked like trash at that point. Um, beautiful body though. She definitely had like the rock of love look, yes. you know, with the giant fake tits. She probably should have been on that show, right? <laughs> but I will say she had a she had a beautiful beautiful body. Now you know, back in the day, beautiful woman. When she was on the show, she was looking a little rough. But you know. But she was all. But she was all right. But I, like I said, I, I think she was. She did great for what we were doing. So did you primarily target her? Not so much because she was like so annoying or so difficult to deal with, but more so because she made a good adversary for you on the show. Yeah, it was okay. good TV. Ah, definitely okay. good TV. Um, and then also she was competition. You know, right. she was competition. That was something that they. Um, our story. That's something that they liked. They liked that dynamic. So they kept bringing it around and they kept wanting us to go at it. Um, so that's pretty much why I kept at her, you know, and it, it was easy for me. Um, it, it was just easy because she was just so. She was just so extra. I thought <laughs> I was extra, but she was just so extra. But one thing I, I will say that I respect about her, I liked about her um, is that she didn't give up. She didn't care. Like, yeah. she didn't care. She was there for one sole purpose, and she really, um, she did her thing, so. Yeah. You know, there was moments where I was, like, really feeling sorry for Milf. I'm like, really? oh, man, the girls are being too hard. But then, but then I would see things where I'd be like, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. For example, either Soho or Risky, she said that, like, one of them was, like, sucking Chance's dick or something like that. Oh, she said about Risky. Yeah, about yeah, Risky. She got, the wrong, she got the wrong one. When I say wrong one, I mean, like, Risky will take her head off or would have taken her head off. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, she I see what you're saying. She, she went after the wrong bitch. Like, there that you would go. have, like, there she fucked go. her up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But that was, that was, like, that was a 
brutal lie to make up. Yeah. I mean, especially on national television, because, you know, when you watch the show the first time, they beep out what she says. And then I saw the uncensored vision. She's like, yeah, you like sucked his dick or whatever. And she was like, what? Yes. That was brutal. Yes. So when I see that kind of thing, I'm like, okay, I kind of get like the mill, you know, hatred. Right. So it's indicative of the things that she was doing throughout the whole entire season. So, I mean, you know, so that is it. That's the reason why everybody, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. Nobody liked the lady because she was doing those small things to every person. She was going back to real and chance and telling them everything um, that was happening on the floor um, between the women, um, even things that weren't happening. She was talking about. So and she spent a lot of time with them. Yeah, we had, uh, let's see, it was um, Amber Lake was on Rock of Love 2, and she was sort of like the tattletale of the house, kind of did that as well. That was her. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Was there a lot that happened that we didn't see? Oh, gosh. Yeah. There was a ton. I mean, you think about it, it's it's 24 hours a day. They're recording almost 24 hours a day, um, and you're only getting two hours. You're only getting an hour of several hours of tape. Um, so, I mean, we have times where, you know, Kiki, that girl is the funniest woman in this world. She would be, you know, reenacting movies and different things. And I mean, we were rapping. I mean, we did so many different things and we had so much fun. Um, that's why I think it was just a great experience overall, whether you made it to the end or you just made it to the sixth episode, the second episode, we just had a lot of fun together. Yeah, it seems like you guys are having a lot of fun. I really personally loved the wrestling challenge. That looked amazing. So much fun. So much fun. It, and, and you think about it, like it brought back, in a, it was a nostalgic feeling for me because back in the day, like I loved wrestling WWE, WWF, that, well, WWF back in my day, I'm a little older. But, you know, I mean, it, gave, it gives you a chance to bring those things to life. And a lot of the different um, activities that we did do, it gave us a chance to bring things to life and, and then also like be in touch with the community and all types of stuff too. So it was a, we had a blast, a blast. That's awesome. I love hearing that. What would you say was your favorite moment on the whole show? Wow. That's low. That's a, that's a good question. I really enjoyed that, that wrestling challenge, but I will say that just being able to the whole experience and being able to connect, um, with, with Kiki, with so hood, with risky, those three people from, from the show. If, if I left, this, the same day that I started, um, if I left the same day that I started, uh, I would be happy and I would be content with those friendships um, because they were very good people, very good people, very sweet, kind hearted people, funny, hilarious, have your back, like just solid people. I love hearing that. So were these friendships that you were able to maintain even after all the shows, all those years later? You, you, you see people on social media, you'll, you'll talk to them on social media for the most part. I'll still communicate a lot sometimes with Kiki for the most part. Um, she just had a daughter. Beautiful little girl, little chunk of thing. Beautiful. Um, so Hood, I send her messages every once in a while. Risky, I send her messages every once in a while just to let them know that um, I love them and I'm, st- I'm supporting them where, where they are. But I, my circle is so small. I typically, I'm around my family, my husband, and I'm, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. But that, that's great that you're still able to keep up with some of the girls, even via social media. I think that's a that's a good thing. Oh, I love hearing that. That's awesome. Um, so I want to talk to you about KO. Okay. Because, um, so I have one gripe about Chance, and I didn't really put this all together until I started watching One Mo Chance. Have you seen One Mo Chance? No. Did you watch that? No, but I want to see it. I just haven't had the time. I haven't had the time. It's it, it's it's an intense show. It, it definitely really? you can you can tell that it's not a fifty one a fifty one minds production okay. show just because fifty one minds even when it gets intense it's still like there's always an element of like silliness throughout the whole thing. Right. Whereas like his show it's like it's they're like these girls are like ready to throw down. The one go to that that Chance sort of has with people that is something that 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 makes me a little uncomfortable is that he's constantly questioning the women's like gender like are you really a woman are you a man oh, are is, you gay are you straight is that what so he, he kind of does on that. that show yeah okay. he's doing that quite a bit okay. and then um and then you know and it's like 
when this shit goes down 10 years ago, we can kind of excuse it. Go like, we didn't know that was 10 years ago, but we're like in a society now that I feel like we all have a little bit of education, like that you can't do that to people. But with KO, I know he was sort of coming at her that way too. Like, are you a lesbian? Are you bisexual? Because she was being, fr- I mean, I thought she was being, fr- I, honest. I gotta I like be told straight. Yeah, she wasn't doing anything that I myself wouldn't do. And I am definitely very straight. But I love to pay girls compliments and tell them they're beautiful. Of and I've, of you know, gotten drunk and made out with girls, you know, still not a lesbian, but it's happened, you know. So um, <laughs> Chance would definitely have an issue with me. Um, but so my question is, that was that something that, like, you guys were just looking for something like, how do we get rid of KO? I know, let's do like the lesbian thing. Or were you guys really wondering that about her? No, I, I think that, um, I think some people wondered that about her because she was, you know, a boxer and stuff like that. But personally, I felt like she was very sweet. Like if you, if you, if you saw the second show, I don't know if you saw uh, Charm School. Um, yes, but she was she had a chance to show her emotion more. They they allowed her to open up a lot more. Um, but I didn't think she was. I didn't think she was lesbian. I didn't think she had any type of feelings for woman for women at all. There was a whole scene where um, you guys. I think it was actually. I think it was you guys had won the date for the wrestling match, and you guys were going to some kind of. Uh, dinner or something. Yes. It was like at, at a ranch or something. Yes. My memory is kind of hazy. Yes. And then, um, and there was sort of a confrontation with Ko. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you were kind of being a little too friendly, a little bit, a little bit too complimentary mm-hmm. with some of the women. Like, what does that mean? Are you lesbian? Oh, Are you okay. bisexual? So in that situation, I think that 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 it. I think there was a time where she was. She was. It was. It was a little too feely, you know. So you know, a little too feely, you know. Um, and w- with people that are, are super straight, you know, or have some type of homophobia in a sense, it could be a little extra, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like you, you said you want, you got drunk and made out with women. That's something that, <laughs> that's something that to me is, it would be bisexual, but mm-hmm. something that I wouldn't do, you know, that, and to right. me, if you came at me, you were trying to kiss me. I would think that you're doing a little much, that's a little extra. Well, it'd make you uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I completely so get I think, it. I totally so get I that. That's what it was. But then again, you have to remember, we have someone telling us to utilize this and make that a thing. So when they're yeah. telling us to make it a thing, we're going to make it a thing, especially when we want to yeah. be there and we want to stay. So that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people have issues with some of the ways that I went after some of the girls on my own show, but it's one of those things like you're in competition mode. And if if that is your mindset, which it was yours and it was mine, it's like, we don't know who these women are. So you're literally looking for like any little thing. What can I use against them to give myself an advantage over that person? So, um, so yeah, it makes, it makes sense. I wanted to ask, uh, was it, was it tough for you when you found out all the terrible things that were going on with the health of real and then obviously he he eventually passed away what was that was that hard for you psychologically to handle that yeah yeah because you know for one i at up until that point i never really knew anyone of my age that passed away um and then passed away of something so aggressive yeah um and then to just have had experience with him so recent you know um it was it was difficult. I can't say that I was ball broken up like, oh my God, I'm dying. You know, not like that. Right. But, but it's somebody that you knew that you spent time with. Yeah, and you but, held but yeah, man, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he held a special place in my heart. And I just, uh, and just, and, and knowing and meeting his mother, meeting his father, meeting his brothers, and, and knowing how strong that fi- family dynamic is, and knowing that he was one of their kings, and to lose that. That is, that's hard for them. So in turn, it made it hard for me because it's like, man, like it makes you think about your own family, you know? Um, so yeah, it was a, it, it was very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So devastating. So one thing that was really noticeable is that you were definitely a really tough bitch on Real Chance of Love. And then, and I said that with love. Uh, and then um, on Charm School, you kind of like did a 180 mm-hmm. and you were just this kind of like delightful you know, um, and, and now granted we all have both in us. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has that. Absolutely. We we all have the, the tough bitch and the, the sweet, you know, softer side. Was this something that you were just showcasing different parts of your personality or was this like, okay, this is a whole different ball game. So I got to 
have a different strategy. Was this something that you did on purpose with Charm School? Well, Charm School is Charm School is Kananda. Charm School is who I am. Uh, the the sweet person, the calm demeanor, the uh, the nice attitude, the consideration. What you saw in Charm School is who I am by nature. Um, when you saw me on Real Chance, look, that was Bay Bay Bay, and Bay 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 is here for television. Baby, baby, this is my first television show. And because I did not know about how, you know, things would be chopped up and I didn't know what I was getting into in that first show, I didn't know that I would be made out to be the villain. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have that opportunity to showcase who I am because I showcased who I was on that show for the first, for the most part, but it was a different form of competition, one. And then two, I had someone in my ear telling me to do X, Y, and Z. And because I wanted to move to the next step, I decided this is what I would do. Second show, I came and I said, you know what? Grant and I know you want me to do these things. I'm not doing that because you made me look crazy. I had people like you, girl, I know you're not that crazy. I, I know you're in real life. So it gave me a second shot. And so that second shot, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to showcase who I am. Because there's nothing better than me. So let's, let's do it. You want to you showcase a show for women that have charm. You want to do a show that women that have etiquette, women that are classy. That's who I am by nature. So I can win this hands down. So You're like, I got yeah, this. I got this. So there was really no need for me to change my strategy. I just had to go in and be exactly who I was. That's awesome. That completely makes sense, too. How, how much time was there between Real Chance of Love and Charm School? And did they, did they ask you right away to be on Charm School? Yeah. Like, so we were at the reunion show. And right after re- the reunion show, they let us know that they wanted us to do me. I think it was me, So Good, and uh, Kiki in the car when they were driving us back to the hotel. Um, and they let us know that they wanted us to do charm school. And I think it was like six months. Let's get into charm school a little bit now. Let's go. Um, that was such a fun, it was, that was such a fun, uh, a fun show. And there was like so many great personalities from your show, you know, namely like yourself and Kiki mm-hmm. and, uh, but then, you know, the rock of love girls, like were their, their own brand of crazy. And I personally am a big fan of Farrah and Ashley. I think they're pretty hilarious, but then there was that dynamic with them and like, Britney Starr. And so what was your take on the Rock of Love Girls and like the, the differences between the two groups, that, that whole dynamic? What was your take on all uh, of it? We were different. We were totally different. Our <laughs> girls were different from uh, the Rock of Love Girls. I mean, Britney Starr, I would say Britney Starr and Natasha, they kind of gravitated towards our side and everybody else was, you know, the Rock of Love Girls kind of stuck together. Um, and it, it was almost like they came in as like, okay, we're rock and love girls. We're going to stick together and we're not going to, you know, be cool with anybody in the house. We're just going to be us. And then we were more like, hey, you know, we're here for, you know, we're here for, for the show. Like, we're here to have fun. We're here to do everything. We're here to meet new people and X, Y, and Z and just make it a good show. Um, so that dynamic, I don't think it should have mixed. I don't think that was the right mix. Um, I wouldn't have put us together. Um, I just... At that time of my life, right? I I didn't I, I didn't really care for it. I didn't care for them. Their attitudes, I didn't care for them. Where you like them, I didn't I didn't care for them. I didn't care for the attitudes at all. I think it just depends on if you're on the receiving end of their attitudes right. or not. Like, right. I mean, yeah, I could you could I could easily see hating them right. as well, just depending on where you were in their little clique. Right. And one thing that I always say, and t- tell me if you think this is accurate sure. statement or not. I I feel like the Rock of Love girls notoriously across the board drink way more alcohol than the real chance girls and the flavor of love girls. Man, what? Like hands down. They drink drink more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. I'm surprised <laughs> they're still standing. I'm surprised they still look good. I saw one of your interviews you did with Farrah and Ashley and they look great. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm surprised they still look like they can hold their face up because boy, they drink like they were drinking I was sometimes afraid for them, you know, because it was, it's like, man, you, you could wake up with alcohol poisoning or not wake up with alcohol poisoning, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was bad. Yeah. It was like, I mean, even on my season, I, and I'm going to put myself included in that, like there was just so much alcohol to be had, but like, I also know that the producers were really like, here's some more alcohol, yeah, oh, here's some more alcohol. Did, did you guys just handle your liquor better or did you guys go like, I'll take I'll have one and that's good. Well, some of us drank, you know what I'm saying? And some of us could handle our liquor, but then others just didn't drink. Like 
like myself, like even with Kiki, like it was so we not really drinkers. We weren't really drinkers like that. They pushed it on you. They'll ask, they'll, they'll push on you, but it's up to you to say whether or not you want to drink it. I'm not about to get drunk and be a fool on television. That's just not <laughs> that. That just not me. Um, and right. I'm not going to get drunk. Smart. I'm not going to get drunk and pass out so that I'm not on television. I got to keep a little bit of something. This is to me. I worked it as a job. You know what I mean? Like. Like, and like you, like I said in the beginning, because I wanted to be at a different point in my life in terms of entertainment, you know, I, I worked it as a job. So on a job, do you drink? No, you don't drink. You know what I mean? Like, so depending on the job that you have, you may take a sip, but in terms of getting sloshed, nah, that's not happening. Not going to happen, especially mm. not when there's millions of people watching you like, and you're going to have kids <laughs> yeah. later on or you have kids now. And you think that's acceptable to show your children that you're acting like this? So, yeah, no, that's just not my uh, that's just not me. That makes sense. Did you think that you could win the whole show? And was that your goal? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I thought that I could. I, I, I in a sense, kind of knew that I could. Um, and that was my goal to a certain point. To a certain extent, at one point I was ready to go. Um, I had at that point I was engaged and I was planning a wedding and I wanted to be home with my fiance and I wanted to I wanted to leave. Um, And he was like, "Okay, well, just come home. And so at that point, I was, you know, I saw that there were people that in a sense kind of would benefit from the money, would benefit from getting further on in the show over me. So I bowed out in a sense. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that because it definitely seemed a little bit out of left field the way that you left because it seemed like you were very motivated mm-hmm. and you were very driven. Mm-hmm. And then it just seems like you're just like, you know what? I just don't want to do this anymore. Were, were you trying? It was interesting how you were trying to give up your spot for somebody mm-hmm. else, too. Yeah, it was. Um, well, the give up the spot part. Now, I wanted to give my spot up. I wanted to give it back to Kiki because I wanted her to come back in the house because. But so so here's how that happened. So. They were, they, they were pressured. They were in a sense kind of pressure. I mean, they were like, yeah, you know, they heard a phone conversation that I had with my fiance. Cause you know, they listen to your phone calls. And in that phone conversation, mm-hmm. I was telling them like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready to start, you know, continuing to plan this wedding. He was like, yeah, we need to get moving on it. And we need to make this happen as soon as possible. So I guess they heard that. And when they heard that, then on the back end striker, I don't know if you remember him from the show, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. came and he was like, you know, I know, you know, you're just, you don't need this. This is not something that you need. We know that you're classy. Like you, you have it. All these other girls, you look at them, you know? And so he used that in a sense to kind of woo me. Um, And then he was the one to introduce me and said, hey, you can get an opportunity to bring someone back. In my mind, I was like, oh, bet. I know who I'm bringing back because they let her go on some bull crap. Kiki. Yeah. So um, so I was going to bring her back, but then they brought back KO as well. So they wanted me to do this interview with the two of them all to tell me that you can't select anyone crazy that's crazy. why do you think they did it like that i think it was all for television um everything is for tv you know um i think it made a better story to um have me have a come to jesus in a sense um with Mm -hmm, both of the mm -hmm. girls and see where they are and then you know kind of walk away and have us all walk away I have, yeah. yeah, I think that may have been the best bet for them. That was insane. And, yeah, was and speaking up. of, you brought up, yeah, it was fucked up. And, and speaking of uh, Kiki's el- elimination, um, what, what, is, what was your whole take on that in the moment? Like when that was happening, what was going through your head? I was like, this is some bullshit. I was like, this is some bullshit. The fact that Farrah, Ashley, and all these other silly motherfuckers are in here and she had to go because of some bullshit or because of nothing. Um, it, it just, it just didn't sit right with me. I mean, at that point it was just like, oh, okay, well, I, we kind of see what this is. We are here just to be here and you're favoring these rock of love girls. And at that point it was like, you know, I was, I was at the point where this is one step closer to the door. Cause I'm ready to go, mm-hmm. you know, because I see, the, I see the favoritism happening. Um, right. And I'm not, I'm not with it. It's supposed to be a competition. We're supposed to be here to be in competition. If we're going to be here to be in competition, let's have a fair competition. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And in fact, I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, there is a fan question from Instagram that I wanted to read to you. I thought this is a very interesting take. Um, okay, so from Instagram, Barbie asks, 
Do you feel that Kiki getting expelled had anything to do with Ricky Lake being racist? And I thought that was an interesting question, an interesting perspective. And mm. a couple of other people were asking if you thought there was um, a racial tension there. Like, do you think it was a race thing or do you think it was just two different opposite people from two different opposite shows? Uh, I think I think it was, for one, I think it was two different people from two different types of shows. Um, but mm-hmm. then I also, I, I felt like it was a little bit of race. There was a little bit of race stuff behind it because it was like, hate to say it, it was like the white girls got preferential treatment. You know, certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that they could go out and do, we couldn't We couldn't do. If we did, we would have to be sent home immediately. Um, and they, they got a lot, they just had, got a lot of things that the Rock of Love girls, and not, but see, not all of the Rock of Love girls. It was more so of the clique. You know, the little clip right. that they had, um, like the, the Britney Stars and Natasha's didn't get treated like they were from Rock of Love. They got treated like they were from Real Chance of Love. It was almost like we were the ghetto and they were the upper class because we had that conversation, too, about being ghetto, you know, where, you know, you got a woman who is. I love strippers. I love strippers to death. I'm in Atlanta like it is the place to be. But don't come here to me and you look like trailer trash and you're hopping on a pole and you're drunk and you're doing all this stuff and you're telling me that I'm ghetto just because, you know, just because I articulate myself and I'm passionate about things that I say don't mean that I'm ghetto. That means that I know how to communicate, whereas Mm -hmm. you don't. So to me, you're ghetto, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and it was almost that, that like, oh, because you're, because you're, you're able to articulate yourself or you speak or you may get a little louder when you're passionate, then you're ghetto. That's what the definition yeah. of ghetto I is. I feel like that's a bad word it for, is. for any white people to use. I feel like that's just like going down a road that you shouldn't be going down, you know? <laughs> it's and bad I mean, for anybody. Just, just let it go. Yeah. I mean, if people frustrate me, I just go, hey, you're being a fucking asshole. Right. You know, and just it has like, nothing, leave it at that. It has nothing know? to do with being black, white, Asian, anything. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Any then you're color, an asshole. Period. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, so I, I did think that Ricky Lake was an interesting choice Ugh, for the headmistress. And I mean, I say, I use the word interesting by like, it's confusing to me why they chose her specifically. I don't know. I, I didn't really feel like she, like Monique made sense, yeah. you know, and, um, and Sharon definitely made sense, yeah. but, but Ricky Lake didn't really make sense yeah. at all to me, no. you know, um, what was your take on her? And also how much of, of what she determined do you think was her decision versus like her and the producer's decision? Um, it, it, I had, um, just before you answer, I had Ricky, uh, the other Ricky on our show, the, the striker of our charm school mm. was uh, Ricky Rackman. Okay. And I had him on the podcast and he basically said that it was like the decisions that were made were kind of a combination of everybody, including the producers. It wasn't necessarily just Sharon. Right. You know, but what do you, what do you think, what would your guess be for your show, like for charm school with Ricky Lake? Do you think the producers were telling Ricky what to decide? Do you well, think she did that on her own? Shit, I knew they were telling her what to, she, what to do because she had a piece in her ear. And, you know, majority mm-hmm. of times when she was out, she would have the piece in her ear and they would be talking her through that piece. Um, and obviously, you, you got to think about it. When it's a, it's a production, we're here to make money. These people are here to make money and they've made millions of dollars, right? So if you're going to make millions of dollars, even with Ricky Lake's show, do you think she was the one that was solely responsible for making those decisions? Absolutely not. She wasn't the one making decisions on what to put on the show. She may have had a, she may have had a, uh, you know, some bit of a, a say in what came on her show. But for the most part, there were people behind it because it's all about the dollar, honey. And what's good for TV is good for TV. So I wonder where that preferential treatment came from then. Do you oh, think no. it came from the end of the producers? I mean, I know this is speculation at this I have, point. I have no idea. And don't give me the lie and I don't want to lie on nobody. Right. No, I feel you. But it's 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 frustrating when you see yeah. something a certain way and you're like, I don't yeah. know why it is this way and yeah. who's responsible, but it, yeah. it is what it is. So yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on who you wanted your uh, your viewers to be, you know? Um, if you wanted your viewers to be the Rock of Love audience, then you would have kept the Rock of Love girls longer. If you wanted your viewers to be more of the real chance of love girls, you would have kept them a bit longer. Um, I felt like they brought us together to utilize our um, our viewers to make it larger for Rock of Love girls to get more mm. on the back end. Um, that's how I felt going through going through everything because it just it just. 
we were, our show was outstanding. Now, I'm sure the Rock of Love show, I didn't follow the Rock of Love series. I didn't see it at all, um, but I'm sure it was great. Um, but our viewers hit some amazing, outstanding numbers for Real Chance to Love um, that yeah. were unmatched. Uh, so I think that they utilized that. And I, that's why I felt that our show could have stood alone when it came to Charm School. We didn't need Rock of Love Girls. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, I know, uh, I know Rock of Love. I know at least season one did really, really well as far as ratings. But right. what's interesting, though, is as far as like, who were the stars mm-hmm. of the franchise? Mm-hmm. It was definitely those flavor of love girls. Right. And I mean, a, a lot of you girls really went on to do like incredible things right. and like way bypassed all of the rock of love girls. Right. So I always thought that was kind of an interesting, right. how, how things transpired. Right. Right. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, let's see. I got another couple of questions here. Um, Oh, okay. So on Instagram, VH1 Baddies asks, how did you feel when So Hood quit Charm School? I respected her. I respected her. I wanted to follow her and I should have. Um, I, 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 when she left, I already respected her before she, before that. But when she did that, it took it to a different level um, because she stood by what she believed in. Stand for, stand for something or fall for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's just, that's just the way that it is. And she saw the bullshit. She wasn't standing for it. So she cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Makes sense. It makes sense. But it hurt um, because I was like, damn, now she gone now. Who, who I got? Yeah. <laughs> I like, damn it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about bubbles for a little bit. Okay. Um, I got to know Bubbles a tiny bit because I was on the um, infamous I Love Money ah, 3 season that got canceled. Oh. I know. And, uh, yeah, it was insane. And um, and so Bubbles was on that with me. So I kind of got to know mm-hmm. her a little bit and all her, like, quirkiness. Mm-hmm. And um, so so a lot of viewers, and I can understand their perspective, mm-hmm. thought that that you and some of the other girls were, were kind of hard on Bubbles. Mm-hmm. Just because she's such like a kind of a sweet, soft mm-hmm. girl, and you guys are to- are tough, strong women. Yeah. Do you think do you think you were too hard on Bubbles? And and where where were you come from with that? Was she just driving you nuts? Or where, what was your take on all that? Sometimes I can say I was kind of hard on Bubbles. Bubbles do some dumb ass stuff though. Like Bubbles be doing some <laughs> stuff and it's like, okay, Bubbles, come on now. Like, relax, calm down. But you know who had it out with her? It was her and So Hood. Her and So Hood, just, they just did not mix because So Hood thought she was a dumbass. She, because the way that Bubbles, now Bubbles is not dumb. Bubbles is a super smart woman. Like, so I believe that Bubbles' character was supposed to be Bubbles. Um, granted, she has that type of personality. Um, I think that that was supposed to be her personality and it was annoying. So you guys were just over it. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people were over it. But then there were a lot of times where I was nice to Bubbles and we didn't see that. So, but I like Bubbles. I think Bubbles is sweet. She's the sweetest person. Yeah, she's she's really, she is endearing, I would yeah. say. She definitely yeah, she is. has, um, I think one of my favorite bubble scenes is the whole thing where she's talking to Ashley and Farrah, the jacuzzi, and she's doing the whole, the, the mouse and the box and the cheese <laughs> and the researcher. <laughs> I was dying with that one. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Um, <clears throat> She is a character. Um, do you have um, Do you have any regrets at, at all? Hell to the no. Um, I regret that I didn't. Well, I will say I regret that I didn't stay on Charm School. I wish I would have stayed. I wish I would have stayed to, to, to fill it out, to see if I could have won. Because um, I think that I could have. Um, but yeah, that would be the only, that would be the only thing. Outside of that, no. Everything I did, I would do again in a heartbeat. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you are such a smart person and you are so well-spoken and clearly educated and, and you have a, a good understanding of everything that's going on around you. So I feel like you could have been a contender to win Charm School. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, oh, I wonder if she's regretting that a couple of weeks later or not. Yeah, I was, girl, especially after <laughs> I got a divorce because I was like, oh, I got a divorce and we just, I could have been on Charm School. Like, oh, so this? that yeah. wasn't your current husband. That was Previous. No, oh, that, that was the previous. Sucks. Oh, yeah, damn. Was, you let oh. me learn. That was the regret. That would have been the regret. The regret is that I should have never planned the wedding in that sense. At that moment, I should have waited. And if I would have yeah. waited, maybe I would have waited. Well, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. So very you know. true. Very so, true. Yeah. Did you did you ever get asked to do I Love Money? No, I did not. 
Okay. Maybe I didn't think I was athletic enough. I don't know. Well, I think it was like, uh, I mean, things fell apart so quickly in 2009. So that might, yeah. I think they would have kept it going forever if had that shit not, you know, hit the fans. So that might be. So what, what was it that happened? Was it the guy who killed the? So yeah. Huh? So the, the guy who won I Love Money 3, he first was like debuted, if you will, on Megan Wants a Billionaire. And so he won I Love Money and then shortly within like weeks after the show got done being taped, he murdered his wife. And it was like a huge, awful thing. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So yeah, that was like the end of everything. So yeah. Wow. How has life been since the show is? Are, are, are you happy? How, how did you continue doing entertainment? And I know that you said you got divorced, but now you're married. So married. take us on the journey of your life after the shows. Yeah, I, um, I, okay. So when I left, when I left charm school, I did a few television shows. I did a few movies. I did a, just in the background, a bit of background work. Um, but the fiance or husband at the head of the time, he didn't really like me in that atmosphere. He wanted me to be more of, you know, at home type of person. So I decided to take a step away from everything in order to be that woman that I, that, that handle my wifely duties per mm -hmm. se. Um, so that was, that's a huge regret, um, in a sense, because I took a step away from what I loved. I mean, I let someone else control that. Um, from there though, I've had a, a great career as, you know, working with the healthcare IT and I have a, nice. gr I have a great, amazing, outstanding husband. Um, and you know, I live in Atlanta and, uh, I'm just, I'm here. I'm actually currently in the middle of writing a book. So that's oh, a good thing. Cool. Um, but other than that, that's, that's about it. Like I'm just living a simple life and trying to have children and just, just be, you know, that's awesome. That will good for you. What, what kind of book are you writing? I uh, write some erotica. Nice. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. So, so if you like little sex and yeah, things girl. extra. Yeah. Uh -huh. yes. That's awesome. <laughs> if there are people that want to find you online that haven't already found you on Facebook or anywhere else um, and girl, you got to get more active on Instagram. That's the place to be too. Okay. So let me tell you, I used to be on Instagram years ago, but I just, it's just too much scrolling. I'm tired of scrolling. <laughs> I just want to have a baby and live life. Now, I will tell you, I'm on TikTok though. I'm okay. on TikTok. There you go. My name on TikTok is Draco510. It's a D R E K O 510. And I made that name because it was supposed to be me and my husband, and he just decided not to be on it. Um, but I, I, I like, I do story times, and I'm like, all of the extra that you're used to seeing, you yeah. can see that. You can see that there. Oh, how so, fun! That's yeah. awesome. So I'll be yeah. sure to put that at the bottom of the screen. I'll oh, put it in too. the description box below, in case anybody. Sounds good. Yeah, and then on Facebook, how do I, I'm friends with you on Facebook already? But how yes. does everybody else find you? So my name on Facebook is Kananga Hooker Lemon. Now spell it, and you can find me. There you go. Or look up Hooker. Look up Hooker and. God, that sounds bad, like a prostitute. They'll probably actually get a lot of Rock of Love quotes first. And <laughs> oh, then... God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Kananga, thank you so much for giving me your time. And I know you no guys problem. had some crazy tornadoes. We were supposed to do this yesterday. Yes. Yes. Everybody's good. Everything's good where you're at. Everybody's fine. Yes, everything's fine. Okay, good. Appreciate you. All right, girl. You know, Kananga definitely came at this very much from the perspective of being an entertainer and wanting to make an entertaining television show. And so many others are just like, I really was there for Flav or I really was there for Brett or whoever. So it's, it's interesting how different the different approaches are. I mean, just really night and day, depending on who you ask and who you talk to. So anyway, well, that was a lot of fun. Um, be sure to join me next Monday. I have 20 pack from I Love New York and I Love Money. He will be my guest. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope that all of you are taking care of yourselves. Be safe. And uh, I will see you next week. In the meantime, don't threaten me with a good time. Bye, guys.